Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your Dynasty League for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts, Max, Peter, and Jace. Here we go, episode 16B of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Back again, another saturday slash sunday episode getting you the gambling advice you need going into this week 13 of nfl games now doesn't feel real to say i feel like especially doing the podcast it makes the season fly by even faster definitely man yeah i feel like having the two episodes a week like um those are like the main focus of the week so in between those days i'm always like prepping and looking at different things trying to get things lined up and all of a sudden, the days pop up. We're doing another podcast. Um, I'm not going to have to edit in the next day. And then all of a sudden, we're in week 13, man. Like, I feel like it was just yesterday when yeah. it was like week two and week three when we were getting excited about Mike Williams. And oh, yeah. know, we had top 12 hopes for Jerry Judy. And it's been crazy, man. Yeah. Something that uh, that I remember specifically is like my schedule for the week. Like, I, I like mm-hmm. it's locked in. Mm-hmm. Monday, Monday is football. Mm-hmm. Tuesday is record the show. Wednesday right. is my only day I get any work done. <laughs> Thursday is football. Right. Friday is the weekend. And mm-hmm. we're getting our bets ready. Saturday's college football and the show. And then Sunday's mm-hmm. football and you you repeat. Exactly, man. It happens quick. All right. So I'm going to start with – we're going to go right into our mortal lock section. I see New England at Buffalo, and there's a rat line here. I see the rat. The rat is Buffalo minus two and a half. Everybody's like, oh, all they got to do is win by a field goal. And it's at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Use your big boy brain. Use your <laughs> big boy brain. I'm taking New England plus two and a half. I know the money is on Buffalo's side. But it's it's not as easy as it seems. It's not this face value thing. It's going to be snowing in Buffalo on Monday night. And everybody says, okay, Buffalo's like really good in the snow. It doesn't matter. You know, it's their territory. It's New England's territory as well. Right. Beyond that, Mm -hmm. to to play efficiently and well in the snow, what do you have to do? You have to be able to run a football. Run a football. Buffalo cannot run a football for the life of them. And I doubt they put Josh Allen in harm's way. The Patriots always find a way to get rid of your greatest weapon. Stephon Diggs is going to have probably a below average game. And, you know, this will come back on. Monday or Tuesday, and I'll come back to haunt me. And <laughs> Diggs will put up three touchdowns. But using your head and using logic in the snow, the better team running the ball is New England. New England's going to pound the ball down Buffalo's throat. Uh, even though Buffalo does have a great defense, I really see the uh, New England Patriots covering and maybe even winning if you want to take the money line. I-, I feel like the odds are good enough. I mean, I like your logic. Um, I really don't. I, I hope it snows because I love watching football in the snow. Um, I, I don't even care if the Browns play. If it's in the snow and they lose, I'm still happy because it's in the snow. But um, I just feel like Buffalo, they've, New England's been too hot and Buffalo's been too middle of the pack. I, I think two and a half points is, I do see what you're saying with like kind of like a little scared spread. Cause it's, field it's goal, the rat line. It's the rat it, line. It is, but mm-hmm. New England has been too hot for me, so it scares me a little bit. But I like your logic, Peter. Yeah, I'm. I, I'd have to uh, side with Peter for sure. I think 
I think New England's got a really good shot of just straight up winning this game, honestly. Um, the Buffalo Bills are they're kind of predicated on Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and these wide receivers making plays down the field with his big arm. And the wind's supposed to be up to like 20 miles an hour in this game. So a lot of those big throws are going to be taken out of the game. And all Mac Jones does is hand the ball off and make short, easy passes. Well, I mean, he makes his occasional big throw, but for the most part, they just ask him to make the simple throws that are wide open. So I just love the Patriots in the, uh, in this game, in this matchup. I think they're just going to dominate the time of possession and um, just continue to ground and pound and get a dub. Two additional things. One, Notre Dame is white. Mm-hmm. Very big. Mac Jones is is going to be able to find his receivers easier. That's he was like a big reason why that defense was so good at you know shutting down your number one target. Trey Davies White's an All Pro. He, he's really an incredible cornerback, uh, and it's a shame that he's out for the year. Number two, don't take the over under. That's another rat line. Mm-hmm. It's at forty point five right now. Mm-hmm. It's too low. It's so low. Yeah. And the oh, everybody's saying, oh, you know, slam the over, slam the over. I really think the over is going to hit. But in the snow, you just it's never so know risky. how bad the snow is going to be. Find right. a bet you're more comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like your over under here. Yeah. My over under. We'll get right into it. Uh, Ooh, my over under. There it is. <laughs> Give me the alley oop. <laughs> slam. Uh, my over under for the week is going to be Washington, the Washington football team at the Las Vegas Raiders, 48 points flat. I'm going to be taking the over, uh, the way that I'm looking at this, the implied point total is going to be 25, 23. That's just way too low for these kind of gung ho offenses. That's what I'll call them. That's three touchdowns each plus a pair of field goals pushes. Right. These offenses Mm -hmm. have been weird, I'll put it, over the last stretch of games. But when you really think about the core identity of these of these two offenses, it's Derek Carr nuking the ball downfield and then Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs running for 15 yards. He throws the ball to that really fast guy that he he runs like 150 miles an hour. That that Henry guy. Not anymore. Oh, what happened to him? No, he, he throws it to Deshaun now. Philadelphia oh, Eagles legend. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Too soon, too soon. Future <laughs> Hall of Famer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, too soon, Max. Sorry. But no, it, that whole offense is, is about throwing a Hunter Renfro, getting your chunks, and then just nuking it down the field and scoring really quick. I, I feel like six touchdowns in this game is definitely easy. Carlson's an incredible kicker and can bang home one or two as well. He, he's very accurate kicker. Uh, so I, I'm completely confident in the overhitting. It might be a lower over, like a like somewhere in the the low 50s, but I, I'd still hit the over pretty hard on this one. The only thing that I will say, there is no Waller, which hurts the consistency of the offense. But if we've seen in the past, Hunter Renfro is definitely able to step up and become that, you know, quote unquote security blanket for Derek Carr when he needs that first down. It's always third and Renfro in Las Vegas. That's right, man. And Foster we saw, Moreau. yeah, we saw um, Foster Moreau step into um, a nice role the last time that Waller missed this season. He had a good game, stepped in really nicely. So um, I think the biggest thing for me is I like both running backs on both sides of the ball here. Like 
mostly Antonio Gibson. I think we're going to see him fully unleashed. It looks like J.D. McKissick um, is out for this one. So, you know, all the rushing and receiving work is going to Gibson finally this week, it looks like. Um, Josh Jacobs on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, I, I think Washington, they were having a little bit of addition by subtraction when they lost Chase Young for a little bit. But at the end of the day, I don't believe in that defensive line being able to stop Jacobs and uh, what the Vegas Raiders want to do. So, um, yeah, I think at least one of these teams is going to get up to, you know, scoring 30 points um, at some point in this game. So I like it, man. I, I just have a, a side question because we, we this is going to be our one topic of um, what is the word? Diversion? Diversion. Digression. 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 <laughs> you know, I. You were close. You were close. Diversion. Mm-hmm. I think it's a movie. Divergent. So. Oh, man. <laughs> close again. I'm going to be close here, too. Um, one name only. If you mm-hmm. could name the football team, what are you naming them? Red Wolves. Mm. I would do the War Hogs. Whoa. Hogs mm. does have – my grandfather is a Washington football team fan, uh, and I've lived with him my whole life. And mm-hmm. he he lo- he loves the uh, calls them the skinnies. The he, he loves <laughs> loves the skinnies, but he, he loves he loves the hog aspect of it. Love the love the the pig skins he used to call them or whatever mm-hmm. whatever that like offensive line used to be called back in the day. And the guys used to show up with pig masks on. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, you're no. you can make like a domain, like yo, yeah, start getting some signatures and stuff, getting people yeah, to vouch man. for it. Yeah. Let's Only go. problem is when you go to a different stadium, just super easy to start cooking up bacon and like make right. a sign. Right. <laughs> They're just setting themselves up. I, yeah, I, I agree. What about you? What about you, Max? Tell me. The Washington Divergence. Uh, <laughs> boo. No, I, I don't know. I feel like it has to be some sort of presidential theme, though. I really do. Like something to do with DC. I mean, I, I like the generals. Oh, I like that too. The Washington Generals are a fake basketball team that plays against the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bacon. yeah, yeah. Do uh, the Washington George Washingtons. <laughs> How about that? I would, if I was a, uh, like one of those guys that sells fake merchandise, like right outside the stadium, I'd get yeah. fake wooden teeth. Yo, everyone would wear fake wooden teeth. That'd be the sick. marketing plans right there. We got to write a letter to them. Yeah, yeah we, we uh, kind of just, like solved it. We all. don't we don't talk about the the owner. We don't say the owner's name uh, right. on this podcast uh, because he's just such a terrible, terrible human being. But no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> now we'll 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 write a letter and we'll try to get our uh, our little slice of the action when they finally yeah. name the team. All we yeah. want is naming rights to the stadium, the Dynasty Monarchy Stadium. Yeah. Oh, but, that'd be yes. So I mean, Crypto.com just bought the Staples Center for yeah. seven hundred million. We just want to get the name, and then you name the stadium after us. Pretty. How about yeah. this? Just for one game. I'll yeah. take one the stadium. I'll take the stadium name for a quarter. For a preseason yeah. game, I'll even take it. Just takes I, one play. Same here. Just takes one play. Just one play. One play. <laughs> That's right, Chase. That's All right. Enough. Enough. Diverging. Digression. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We're going to move into whoever's next in the snake. I'm already lost in it. I, th- I, I think I'm up. All right. Well, for uh, my spread pick of the week, 
I'm looking at the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the line is nine and a half. Um, the Chiefs are laying nine and a half. So uh, I'm going to take the Broncos plus nine and a half for minus 114 on FanDuel. Um, Kansas City is four and seven against the spread this season. They uh, That's a 34.7% hit rate. Uh, the Denver Broncos are six and five against the spread with the, that's a 54.6% hit rate. Um, and I think overall the Broncos have been playing good football, uh, football lately. Um, and, oh, well. uh, you know, they got Bradley Chubb set to play a full workload in this one and Pat Sertain, he's been playing out of his mind this season um, and no Melvin Gordon in this one. So we're going to see the full Javante show uh, for the first time this season. So I really like the Broncos to keep this a, a really close divisional game. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's undefeated versus the Broncos in his career. But every mm. game is, like, very, very close. I mean, mm-hmm. Denver knows how to play them. Denver, like you said, has been playing very well. And mm. nine and a half, that's just – that's, that's blasphemy. I mean yeah. – It's criminal. Criminal, blasphemy, whatever you want to call it. I think – I almost can see Denver pulling it off. Kansas City, like, like they're, they're too hot. They really have. Isn't it, isn't it in Arrowhead? I don't yeah. care where it is. It is. I, ahead. I care where it is. Well, the one thing I will say, I, I was going to put it as part of like my my research, but there's really no water to this because each team's different. But I feel like we've seen a ton of teams, like elite teams come out of the bye and just lay eggs. Like Washington beat Tampa. The Bills came out really slow and were like tied up with Miami at halftime. Um, I feel like we've seen a number of teams just kind of lay eggs out of the bye. So. I could see Kansas City starting really slow on this one and the Broncos doing enough to keep it within a touchdown at least. Yeah, no, anything you guys said, I, I echo a million percent. All right. Uh, the snake himself. Again? Oh, wait, yeah. no. I'm getting lost in the snake already. I'm getting lost in the snake right now too. Jace, you're up again. I'm up again. Okay. Thank so, you, host Max. Yeah, thank you, Max. Max has his lab coat. He's got his yeah. podcast host hat on. He does uh-huh. everything around here. He does, man. Uh, so for my over-under pick of the week, I'm looking at the uh, the L.A. Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the over-under is set at 49.5, and, and I'm going to take the over for minus 110 odds on FanDuel. Um, the Chargers, they have allowed the most uh, yards to opposing running backs this season. I just really love Joe Mixon to run all over the Chargers in this one and get the Bengals in plenty of red zone situations where they can score points. And on the other side of things, the Bengals, they're just kind of a middle-of-the-pack defense to me. Like, they've had their flashes in the pen at certain times this season, uh, but they've shown vulnerabilities at different times this season. So I think the Chargers, they're a high-powered offense. I know this game's supposed to be colder, but Herbert's been relatively unaffected by weather in his career, so... I just like a lot of points to be scored in this one, and I think 49-and-a-half, just anything below 50 is pretty much a steal uh, for both of these offenses. Yeah, I just feel like both these offenses can score at will. I mean, Mike Williams is one play away. I mean, anyone's technically one play away, but these mm-hmm. offenses, they both just have so many weapons and so many superstars. And I really feel like it's – we've seen the question going around on, like, social media and, like, stuff like that. Who would you rather have, Herbert or Burrow, as your, like, franchise quarterback? These guys want to show each other up. They want to show each other, hey – I'm better than you. They want to put on a show. So I, I think under 50, like you said, that's a gift. Yeah, no, that that just screams one of those games where the defenses don't show up and Austin Eckler houses a 70-yard touchdown and, you know, Jamar Chase makes 10 defenders miss and it goes all over Sports Center and he gets named Nickelodeon Slime Player of the Week. And <laughs> I can just, like, see it now. Right. I wish I could bet on that. Who's going to be Nickelodeon Slime Player yeah. of the Week? yeah. Nickelodeon no, sportsbook. Let's see it. Dude. Mm-hmm. But 
something that's really important in this game. Uh, I do see Cincinnati's offense really was shot out of a cannon last week. Only thing I'm scared of is the letdown game. But yeah. I, I think that offense is very high-powered, and I don't think it'll happen just because yeah. of the fact that it wasn't like a fluke. Yeah, I think the letdown is the one thing that was kind of holding me back as well, but just – like looking at all the numbers, looking at it on paper, like this game should easily go over. But yeah, I think that's the one thing uh, that, you know, if this thing's not going to hit, that's probably why it's just the Bengals don't show up and score enough points. You talk well, about, uh, you oh, talk about a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move into mine if that's okay. Yes, sir. And I think that Detroit plus seven and a half is an amazing bet. I think Detroit could honestly win the game. I, Detroit low-key a covering machine. They mm-hmm. are. They come close low every key. game. Low-key a covering machine. You're in it home. You're in it late in the fourth quarter every game. You are, and you're at home after Thanksgiving, so you've had a week and a half to prepare for the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I get that the Vikings have Thielen, they have Jefferson, but they have no Dalvin Cook this week. Madison, I get he's capable of doing it. But I just feel mm-hmm. like Detroit's do. The only thing that scares me – and if you listen to our podcast, you probably have seen this guy on TikTok. Um, I don't know if – do you guys know Book It with Trent? No. no. You told me about him. You told, yeah, you I told know. us about it, but I haven't seen him. Okay. If you want free money, mm-hmm. go on TikTok and search Book It with Trent. Mm-hmm. He, whatever he bets, you bet the opposite. And it's like a meme <laughs> that is always right. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, this guy is reverse parlays, like – it's really bad. And people wait for his picks. And then they're like, thanks, Trent. Like, I can't wait for like, like he had George, he had Georgia minus six and a half today. Alabama won by double digits. Like whatever he bets, the opposite hits. And- I, I'm sorry. I want to say something for two seconds. Anybody that bet on Georgia today, you're a clown. I agree. I you're agree. an absolute, absolute, absolute clown. I don't care if you're a college football analyst that, you know, quote unquote knows. That's like, I'll never bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Right. I, I will never like that. That's literally like the most moronic thing to do. Even if you end up losing the bet, you made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, the story stops because Trent was so confident in his bet. And he said, if the Nets minus seven and a half doesn't hit, he'll do whatever the top comment says. Well, sadly, the top comment says a thousand dollars on Detroit money line. Trent, oh, Trent's bet a thousand dollars on Detroit money line. So you could probably bet the house on the Vikings, but. <laughs> I don't know. I like Detroit plus seven and a half. Yeah, I just to clarify. Yeah, I don't think you said it at the beginning, but it, this is the Lions are playing the Minnesota Vikings this week, and yeah, the one thing uh, too, I've been listening to a few analysts this week about some of these games, and they talk about how the Lions just each and every week it's sketchy, but you know they they're just a covering machine. They get it done, but you don't want to really bet on the Lions. But at the end of the day, like they do their job. Um, Another thing they mentioned is the Vikings. They win a lot of their games by one score or less. Like, I mean, well, you can't really win by less, but a field goal or a touchdown is pretty much all that they usually win by. Um, so this one's set outside of a touchdown. So I, I absolutely love the Lions to cover here. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the Lions at any given time. I always love betting on them. I think they're just a fun team when, when you take it super lightheartedly. Again, a lot of us always find a way to, like, make the right quote unquote bet and then lose. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, Oh, like this had to happen. This is the definition of one of those games. Like the Vikings need this game to stay competitive 
because if they drop this game, their schedule is only harder from here on out. This is a game that they must win. I, I can just not logic, not number based. This is the game that the Lions give the Vikings a heart attack. Yeah. And, and see what they're made of. Yeah. The one thing that really does scare me a little bit, though, is the no DeAndre Swift, of course. Like, I love Jamal Williams as much as the next guy, but like, he's not DeAndre Swift. So I worry about, you know, some of the maybe a lack of explosive plays. And I think at the same time, the Vikings are extremely stingy uh, to tight ends. So I really worry about TJ Hawkinson. Um, and be able to, uh, you know, handle double coverage and, uh, you know, backing up against those that linebacker core over there in Minnesota because they're they're a tough group of guys. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to root for them. I'm, I'm with you guys. They're spread covering machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're seven and four on the season um, against the spread. So and that they, that's they up there. Been. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's actually impressive. Um, we are going to get into our player props for the week. No, we're not. No, we're not. Why? I have you didn't do your spread. Oh, you did your spread. Dude, I I'm really lost in the there. snake tonight. I'm lost in the snake for, too, man. For everyone out there, I got my booster shot yesterday and I just, I'm kind of in and out right now. I'm just, I'm not myself today and I apologize. I'll keep it's it late on a Saturday, man. We're, we're all hanging in there, you know, I'll, I'll make it quick for you, Peter. Over under 44 points. Doesn't seem like a lot of points, right? Nope. Well, I don't think it is either. Baltimore Ravens, Steelers, divisional game. Everyone's scared by it because they think it's going to be a divisional game, that the defense is going to happen and all this crazy stuff. No. Big Ben, news came out last year playing in the NFL. This could be his last. This is his last chance playing against Baltimore probably. He's going out with a bang. I really do think Swan so. song. What'd you Definitely. say? His swan song. Yes, Peter. I think that Najee Harris has a big game. I think that Lamar – I just think that it's over 44 points. I think that is a little amount of points from such a high-powered offense in the Ravens. And the Steelers, they can score too, and their defense can also score. Everyone can score. 44 yeah. is too little for me. Give me the yeah. over. I, I'm with you. I feel like each and every week I'm like, the Steelers, they just suck. They can't put up any points. And then when you watch them on TV, like Mike Tomlin, he's a wizard, dude. Like he – has found a way to just take this broken Big Ben and, you know, find ways to get the ball out of his hands quickly and into his guys' hands. And they move the ball down the field and score points. Like, I know they usually hit a lot of unders, but lately they, they've looked fine. And um, I was except watching the sports. Week. Yeah, except for last week. I agree. Um, not a good look. But, yeah, no, uh, Mike McClure, um, who is on the Sportsline Early Edge podcast, this was also one of his favorite plays of the week, and he is just like – a model genius, like whatever model he's running over there, it's got a great hit rate on uh, over-unders, and he loves this one. So um, if he's on it, if you're on it, I'm on it. We're all on it, and you should be on it. Peter, mm. can I start the stake now? Just give me two seconds. Uh, Ravens offense has not looked great in the past couple mm-hmm. weeks. Not looked great. You're going to need the Ravens offense to have a little bit of a resurgence against a Steelers defense that is going to come out playing angry. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. But I do think it hits the over, but I definitely see the world where the under hits. There's always a possibility for a final score to be 2-0. Just saying. That is true. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get into our player props, and Max, please do the honor of snaking us around. Yeah, I'm going to snake us around. I'm going to keep it quick here. I'm going to go right to the Monday night game. 
and I'm going to leave it basically up to the people to decide what they like. Um, I'm looking at the anytime touchdown scores and I don't, I don't know if they just don't think touchdowns are going to be scored or what, but the, the best odds are digs at plus 165. That's, I mean, I don't think digs, I don't even like digs to score, but like mm-hmm. Cole Beasley, I think there's going to be a lot of short passes. He's plus 320. Um, Hunter Henry, a touchdown machine, plus 330. And then last but not least, Josh Allen on the ground. We talked about the running game, plus 230. I think all those are very solid bets that I really like um, for the anytime touchdown scorers. I don't know why, like usually you, like you see like a game and the touchdown scores are like minus 150, like in the Chiefs Broncos game, you have four people that are in the minus 100s. Mm-hmm. You don't have anyone in the minus 100s in this. So I, I don't know if they know something we don't, but I, I think at least one of those guys scores. So pick, pick your poison. Yeah, I think honestly, like the digs one, I know the the number one surface thing is, oh, Bill Belichick, you know, he takes away the number one option all the time, but the thing about snow games is that it's usually worse for defensive players than offensive players because the offensive players know where they're going and the defensive players are trying to track and uh, trace, uh, you know, opposing wide receivers. So they get lost in the uh, the dust quite a bit or in the snow rather. So, you know, Diggs, I, I kind of like him to just kind of bust a coverage and, um, you know, bust past a couple DBs that are slipping in the snow and make a big play out of that. So, the fact that they're all, you know, plus money like that, someone has to score in the game. You know, this is these two teams are going to go zero zero at the end of the day. So, who knows? I mean, I mean, that would be that one could for definitely the happen. Books. That would that would be one for the record books, and that this would be a great receipt to have one day where I literally say that you know, there's no way that'll happen, then it happens. But um, yeah, no, I think. Someone's got to score in that game, man. Both of those teams are well coached. They got good star players all over the field. So, yeah, I, I like that, Max. Pick your poison, Peter. Do you like any? Which of those is your favorite, Peter? I always love Hunter Henry. It's mm. Such a good plus three. You know who's you know who's a sneaky guy. I don't know if he's going to score this week, but Kendrick Bourne. He's, he's, he's a, a monster, dude. No, I'm just saying he's like one of those guys where the sports books the odds might be pretty low. He's still plus two thirty. Yeah, like that. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The guy's a touchdown machine, but I would definitely side in the favor of running backs in this game. Uh, so if you like Damian Harris or Brandon Bolden or Ramondre, you know, I would even put like, let's say one unit on each of them and you're almost guaranteed a touchdown and a new England on the ground. I don't know. I think that's a plus plus odds Right there. So that's that's all I got for the player props. I'm I'm leaving it up to the people, but I those are the three that I like. All right, Jace. Let's hear yours. Yeah, so I got two right here. I got uh, my first one is Elijah Mitchell over 17 and a half rushing attempts. It's a little bit juiced, minus 130 on FanDuel. Um, but he's hit this one in five out of eight games this season. More importantly, he's hit it four out of his last five. Uh, the Seahawks this season, they've seen the highest amount of rush attempts against them. Uh, they see 27 and a half per game. Uh, there's no Debo Samuel in this one who's seen 19 rushing attempts over the last three weeks. So overall, I just love the the Niners to ground and pound with Elijah Mitchell, um, who over the past two weeks has seen 27 attempts in both games. So I think anything under 20 is just a really good value uh, for him to hit the over. Um, yeah, the Seahawks, they got that terrible run defense. So I think they're just going to keep on giving it to him over and over and over again. I absolutely love that one. I, I love that one too. I would play that like up to 
20, honestly. I mean, he's getting like 27 carries a game. Yeah. Yeah, I think I averaged it out on the season, and it's 17.8. But he's got a couple dud games in there where he only had eight carries, so that really brings down the average. But mostly, if you take out those games, he's got to be at least, you know, 20 carries a game. So, um, you know, that's a little bit nitpick stacking or statting, and you can't really do that. But um, I don't know, man. Like, they're – Shanahan, like this team just wants to run, 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 and the Seahawks are the best team to do it against. So um, I, I just really love it. I think it's almost a guarantee. All right, Jace, let's get the other bet for you. Uh, this one is Mike Evans over 60 and a half receiving yards. This is minus 113 on FanDuel. Um, I think overall the Tampa Bay passing game is just really due for um, some positive regression and a big bounce back. And if they're going to do it, um, they're going to do it against Atlanta, who's just absolutely horrendous as a defense um, as a whole. You know, I see like some of their stats, um, you know, where it looks like they might be somewhat tough against wide receivers. But this is Atlanta. They've been a juicy matchup for like ever since I've been playing fantasy football. Um, so, <laughs> so ever since ever since Dion left, dude, pretty much, man. So. Um, on top of all that, Mike Evans, he's done this in seven out of 11 games this season, and he faced Atlanta in week two this season, and he had nine targets, five catches, and 75 yards. So he he already crushed this prop by 15 yards. So um, I, I just absolutely love Mike Evans in this one. Chris Godwin's is at 68 and a half. I also like that one, but the lower of the two is what I'm going to roll with. Yeah, I, I like you said that perfectly. I think I think both of them hit the over. I think Tom crushes the over. Um, if you know me, you know that I love NFC South divisional games. I think they're shootouts. Um, I can't get enough of either of those bets. I'd probably play it. Honestly, like if I mean, I'm feeling pretty bold tonight. I don't know if it's Saturday night or what, but I think they could both easily have over 100. No Antonio no, Brown. I Sean, agree. I agree. Gronk's been good, but like no Antonio Brown. I don't think Leonard Fournette has the kind of game that he did last week. I think they throw the ball a lot this week and they just torch Atlanta. A million percent. Yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent on that on that grind with you guys. Uh, it, it's a really a great bet. Just whenever you're you're going up against a bad defense, and you have Tom Brady, and you're probably going to be a future Hall of Famer, I'll take the over against you know like these shootout games. Like I don't care. I'm sorry. Like, even if his over was like eighty five, I'd still think about hitting it. I, I just really, really, really like the matchup. And you know what? We could look back on it and it not work out. And when you're betting, you have to be able to accept that if it doesn't work out, you made the right rational decision. And this is a million percent the right rational decision. All right. We're going to roll into my player props. First one I'm absolutely in love with. Uh, I'm a big proponent of following the targets. Big proponent of following the targets. Mark Andrews. His slate is at 4.5 receptions. I'm going to be demolishing the over on this. I I probably will put a nice amount down on it. Now, everybody out there, receptions, like, oh, like, it's going to be like minus 130 or like minus 115. No, this is plus 102 right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook as of, I believe, 1120 at night Mm -hmm. uh, on Saturday night. Wow. Mark Andrews, and again, I'm going to follow the targets here. These are his targets after the bye week. After week eight, everybody kind of is getting healthier. They understand. They're trying to retool the offense for what is going to work. Mark Andrews, 
10 targets. Mark Andrews, eight targets. Mark Andrews, 10 targets. Mark Andrews, 10 targets. He is going to get the work. He's going to get those targets, whether or not Lamar is going to be accurate enough to get him the ball. That is up for discussion, but at plus odds, at plus odds for a guy that's seeing 10 targets, he's only got to catch half of them. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. You do make a good argument. When you, when you were first saying it, I was like, I don't know. Five's a lot. But when you look at his game log, he's done it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of 11 weeks. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's put up the numbers. You're not going to be able to run against the Steelers. Like, I'm sorry. Last week was a, an anomaly, just like the Leonard for game, just an anomaly. The Steelers run defense is a million times better than that. And they're going to have to rely on Lamar to pass. And believe me, Tomlin knows that too. They're going to force Lamar to pass. Like Thanos losing an anomaly. (laughs) This is true. It, It was an anomaly. It was. All right, Jace, anything on this before I get to my second one? Yeah, I I, uh, I was scrolling through to look at Mark Andrews and his career against Pittsburgh. It looks like he's missed a couple games against Pittsburgh. So there's not a whole there's not a giant sample size there, honestly, where he's built like a, a giant record against them or anything like that. But yeah, man, like they're not going to be able to run the ball. They got to rely on Devonta Freeman and uh, Latavius Murray. They can't do anything. They both look terrible. Out there, if you ask me, so. Um, yeah, I think Lamar's just going to have to really rely upon him. You know, TJ Watts likely going to be able to get some pressure on him from the outside. And, you know, if he's getting pressure, he's looking at Mark Andrews, you know, he's the biggest body down the field and he's been going to him for multiple years now. So, um, yeah, I think if this line were set at five and a half, you, you know, have some hesitations and concerns, but the four and a half, that's, uh, that, that just feels like an average with, day for him catching with, five balls. with plus odds. Yeah, the plus odds is money too. Like that—that's probably if you're at all hesitant, the plus odds got to throw you over the edge. You might as well play the plus money if it's that close to like his his average each week. Um, so we are gonna get into my second bet, and again, resident fanboy comes out. Josh Jacobs minus one hundred five to score a touchdown. These running backs are going to feast in Las Vegas in the desert, as they call it. I just can't see a world where the Raiders put up a lot of points and Josh Jacobs isn't involved in scoring one of those touchdowns. Uh, when when you look at the game, there's going to be no Waller. And Washington's corners have been pretty good this year. I wouldn't say great. I'd say pretty good. They've been playing better every week. I think the Raiders are going to get stopped inside the five and just run Jacobs into a wall and help find his way and just pound it in. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to be very highly reliant on him. I think his receiving props, I haven't looked at those, but I think they're going to get him involved in the receiving game. Um, We've kind of seen that as a trend lately. He just hasn't really done anything with it. But with Waller being out, those targets got to go somewhere. Um, So you you might see Jacobs, you know, catching one out of the backfield in the red zone and slipping in. So I think he's got a lot of ways to score in this one. And like you said, we like the over. And if that over is going to hit, Jacobs has got to find his way into the end zone, most likely. 100%. I mean, wasn't Antonio Gibson also around Jacobs's odds, though, to score as well? Same exact odds, minus yeah. 105. I, I think those are both very, very – you can go like with either of those. I think both running backs do find the end zone. I'm just glad yeah. you're not picking Dallas Goddard this week for anything. So <laughs> That's intriguing because for Antonio Gibson – 
uh, the Raiders are giving up 0. 0.82 touchdowns per game to opposing running backs. So almost a touchdown a game this season. So that that's very nice too. I like both running backs there. Yeah, they're third. Uh, they're thirtieth against the run. I'm pretty sure. Like Oakland is. Mm-hmm. They're pretty bad. Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. You know, they're next to uh, the Vegas team. <laughs> okay. All right. That's going to be all for our show. Please, please, please do me a big favor and enjoy this Sunday because after this Sunday, the Sunday scaries start to come in when you're really counting down the weeks that we have left. So sit on the couch, do whatever you got to do to relax and and enjoy the slate of games. I know it's not the best slate, but bet responsibly 1-800-GAMBLER if you or a loved one has a problem. And just try to enjoy the games while we have them. In six months, we'll be complaining about all these top stars getting franchise tagged and no NFL moves. And we'll be just so upset thinking about these rookies within a class that we don't care about. Enjoy the games that we have now. Yeah. One thing before we go, I think it's only right if we um, all synchronize our hums. And just say, oh, this is true. <laughs> all of our, like, uh, we, almost, we almost wrapped. We almost wrapped the show without manifesting we the bets to. to hit. Um. All right. Peace out, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens. <laughs> <laughs>